Hello and welcome to night number 21 of 31 Nights of Frights, year 3, The Franchise. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. For night 21, we're going back to Elm Street. Yes, I know Freddy was killed in Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. However, Wes Craven did hatch up a new nightmare. And that's what brings us to this one here. This is probably one of my favorite entries in the Nightmare on Elm Street series. And not only that, it's a fairly interesting movie because it, in some ways, is a nice precursor to Wes Craven's own Scream series. But before we get too far into the talks, I think we should introduce the movie. Starring Heather Langenkamp, Robert England, Michael Hughes, and John Saxon. This is the 1994 Wes Craven-directed New Nightmare. In Wes Craven's New Nightmare, we have a story that is very meta, where the fantasy world and the real world meet. Heather Langenkamp is considering making another Nightmare on Elm Street movie with Wes Craven, and that actually spawns a demon that resembles Freddy Krueger. Of course, the actual Freddy Krueger did not exist, so this manifests itself based off of the movie. Honestly, it's a very fascinating idea because it's a very meta and self-aware film before Wes Craven actually tackled the very meta and self-aware Scream. In some ways, it feels like a test for what later became Scream, and it ushered in a new generation of 90s horror. And that was actually where the horror movies were completely self-aware. Perhaps this comparison I'm about to bring up is simply a coincidence, but Heather is harassed by phone calls from Freddy. Of course, Freddy doesn't exist, so this demon is actually harassing her in the real world. We even have a doctor in one scene saying that they believe horror movies could throw someone who is mentally unstable over the edge. It seems that Wes Craven really has something to say with this one as far as whether horror movies can really influence somebody in the real world. And that is actually something that happened in Scream. The doctor perceives Heather as an unfit mother simply based on her playing Nancy in A Nightmare on Elm Street. This feels like almost a jab to people who criticize horror films and how society views anyone involved with the films themselves or even people like me that enjoy them. We have little bits where it feels like Wes Craven is actually speaking to the audience through dialogue. Specifically, Heather's limo driver in the film. He states that the first movie was the best, and also that they never should have killed Freddy off. I think this is Wes Craven really not being too happy with <laughs> Freddy's Dead and how they actually tackled that one. I personally really do like that movie, and of course you can hear my thoughts on Freddy's Dead which was A Nightmare on Elm Street 6 a few episodes back. This one here, I feel that it's an extremely smart update that allows the original films to exist and to more or less get the gang back together. A lot of the actors who died in the previous entries, such as John Saxon, who plays Nancy's father, he's in this one, but he's playing John Saxon, much in a way Heather Langenkamp is playing Heather Langenkamp. 
in another moment of true brilliance of this film, the idea that Wes Craven was the one actually writing the actions and everything that's occurring. We get a nice little cameo from Wes Craven himself when he's talking to Heather about how he feels he needs to finish the story and his script and his ideas are going to determine the outcome. With that, it makes me wonder if Heather or her son was actually in any danger. If he's scripting the real world here, would they have actually been killed? I don't know. In some ways, with the way Wes Craven describes how he's inspiring the events, it almost reminds me of the never-ending story in a way where it's layer upon layer and it works as far as a story and scripting standpoint. It shouldn't have, but it did. He also uses Hansel and Gretel as a framing for the story, which is very interesting to me. It talks about the witch and the breadcrumbs earlier in the film, and it pays off a little bit later with sleeping pills acting as breadcrumbs, but it's not leading home, but it's leading Heather to her son, which in that way it would be her home. That would be her reason for living and her wanting to defeat Freddy or the demon that has the persona as Freddy here in this film. With the way the demon is killed in this one, it's actually killed in the same way that the witch from Hansel and Gretel is killed, so there's a lot of little nice nods to that story. Another cool scene in this one is when the real world officially crosses over with the movie world again. With Heather fully becoming Nancy, it's a moment that, with having a marathon of watching all of the Nightmare on Elm Street films in order in a short time, it really felt rewarding to see it to go back to the first film, even if for just a few minutes. And I really think that it was an amazing scene. John Saxon, when he starts calling her Nancy again, and it looks just like the first film, it truly shows that Wes Craven knew how to make it feel rewarding to the audience and the fans. So since this isn't truly Freddy, we did get a slight redesign on Freddy Krueger, or the demon Freddy Krueger here. He has a bit of a different look, and I'm going to say he looks more sinister overall. The glove has a bit of a organic look to it. A completely different look because it's now part of his hand. I actually like the slight redesign of Freddy overall. I don't like the fact that his look, it looks more simple. Of course, like I said, it looks more sinister, but it, it just doesn't look quite right. And Robert England is playing the role of Freddy here differently than we've seen in the past. That's probably because of the subject matter and the way the movie is written. It feels slightly off, and I don't know how to put it. I don't like the bright green and red of Freddy's shirt, and I don't like the new color of the hat. I think they should have kept it exactly the way it was in the original films. However, wanting to separate itself while still being a part of the Nightmare on Elm Street series is obviously a fine line to walk and it's tough to make it one way or another. The redesigned look of Freddy is fine overall. It's just something about it doesn't feel quite right. 
but I really did like the little tweaks that they put into it. I just don't like the new color scheme and such, if that makes sense. We get our first glimpse at the new Freddy glove at the very beginning of the movie. Wes Craven actually wasted no time in letting the blood fly, and it keeps with the Nightmare on Elm Street tradition of opening with a dream. As much as this being a spin-off, I feel that the movie still is within canon of the original films. It does adhere to the original rules of the films, so while this is a reinvention of sorts, it still makes sure to stand by what came previously. I don't think Wes Craven really had a lot of animosity or anger towards a lot of the series because he did write quite a few of the entries in the series. This was the big moment where he makes his return and I think he wanted to make a return to it but he wanted to make sure that it was something worth doing. Much of the way that he created something iconic with the first film he wanted to really go and have that brand new idea to be something maybe revolutionary or something new and take it in a new direction. And he did. And that's the most amazing thing about it. He took it in that new direction while still staying true to the original films. That's actually what makes this a brilliant horror sequel a brilliant movie overall. In my opinion, I think it's one of the best films in the series and really is one of my favorite entries in the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. As I stated earlier, this led to a lot of films being the self-aware, but this one isn't nearly as jokey as what the Scream series was. I enjoy that about this one, that it doesn't have a lot of those little jokes and cheesy things. Wes Craven was actually able to make Freddy scary again. Wes Craven even played with the idea of Freddy being a rock star with how Robert England was in character of Freddy on a talk show. Keep in mind, this stuff really happened. The horror icons of Freddy and Jason really did appear on talk shows. I can't recall the Freddy Krueger being on a talk show. I do know that Jason was on the Arsenio Hall show back in the day. Of course, I am showing my age at this point with saying about the Arsenio Hall show, but it's there if you want to check it out on YouTube. Either way, this one is a essential film in the series. One of my favorites. I have great memories of seeing it in the theater, and I can't recommend it enough. So if you have not seen this one, I recommend checking out the other ones in the franchise first because it might make this one a little bit more rewarding for you, but it comes with my fullest recommendation. Wes Craven's New Nightmare is easily one of the best in the series. And I think I'm going to close out tonight's episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes if you don't do the whole social media thing. Go ahead and drop me an email at adamanalyzespodcast at gmail.com. If you need to catch up on some past episodes, you can do so at adamanalyzes.com. And if you do have a free moment, I would greatly appreciate it if you would leave me a five-star rating at the podcast listening platform of your choice. It'll allow me to continue making new episodes, 
and reach new listeners. Plus, you know, I simply love those digital hugs. But with that being said, be kind and good night.